0: Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Shirley.
1: And I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Mark, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug? Sure, um, I'm Mark. Um,
2: I'm a neurolinguistics researcher researcher um, who also very much enjoys uh, heavy metal music. And I would just like to plug uh, my buddy Avery's band. The uh, band's called Chamber Mage, uh, and they absolutely slap. They have a demo out right now, just the one song, but it's pretty great. And they're touring on the strength of that song and it's great. So if you happen to see chamber mage, uh, playing, uh, in a, in a, a bar near you, you should absolutely go check them out and keep your eyes open. Cause, uh, they got a full length coming soon.
1: Chamber mage is a killer name.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: And they're really nice.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> that's that's good too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Shirley, would you, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug?
0: Uh sure, I'm Shirley and I love dogs, uh like most people, and I don't ever have anything to plug, I don't think. Um, if it's like things I'm into, um all the books by Alice Osman. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but she wrote the series Heartstopper, which has a show on Netflix and also graphic novel, and all of her other books are incredible. So
1: there you go. There you go. Excellent plug.
0: Thank you. It's very gay and uh, that's really important. Oh, it's okay. like all right. that's, fantastic gay content. That's
1: important to know. Uh, <laughs> my listeners are definitely gonna definitely gonna care about that.
0: It's like feel good gay content.
1: That's also important to know. It's not like the gays die all the time.
0: No, it's like a warm hug. It's like a gift. Like you get to feel good this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are we ready to start on some topics?
2: Oh actually just quick quick correction that chambermage demo is actually three songs and you can get it on Bandcamp, chambermage.bandcamp.com.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. Three songs. They're great.
0: The topics.
2: Yeah, let's 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 dive into some topics, y'all.
1: Shirley, your topic is lawn angst. Why does the city get to decide what is a weed versus an acceptable plant? That's
2: such a good topic.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was this sprung from a from a very frustrating experience wherein we received a ticket from the city (laughs) because Um, one of our
2: neighbors is a fucking coward sorry (laughs) carry on
0: okay so we later learned that these tickets are basically only issued when like your neighbor calls this program on you and they come and give you a ticket and they take a weird picture of your lawn they basically they told us that we had a weed that was above 10 inches and so we had to take care of that and that also we had A bush that needed to be trimmed down but the bush okay when we bought the house it's like it's basically a tree i think it might technically be a bush but it's tree sized and has been as long as we've been here so i don't really understand why someone gets to decide they're like if your bush is too tall and it needs to be trimmed back down to like bush size and i want to
2: stress you know like i'm sure there's someone out here who's thinking well you gotta you gotta you know what i mean like that's on you bro like you gotta look you gotta manage your yard and if your yard doesn't look good like that's a that's a blemish on the neighborhood and i just want to stress well first of all that person's probably a cop but second (laughs) our yard looked fine like objectively like it the, the the yard was mowed you know what i mean? Uh, there was a weed that was greater than 10 inches. It was like behind the bush. Like you had to like really get in there and look to try to find this weed. I didn't even, I couldn't even see the weed from the, from like the sidewalk. Like, and it is true that that bush got a little bit, a little bit jangly. It was a little bit, you know, gangly with it sticking out a little, but come on, man. Like they could have just come and knocked on the door and said, Hey man, like, I'd love it if you could manage this bush a little bit. And I would have been like, sure, dude. I mean, kind of a weird thing, kind of weird look to, you know, maybe mind your business, but all right, sure.
0: I think, I think for me, the part that makes me feel so confused is, or maybe like I'm
1: betrayed.
0: But betrayed. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely feel betrayed. But I think like moving beyond those like emotions is, is like, I don't really feel like it's fair for anyone to tell me, well, it's a weed, this plant, this one's a weed. And so it's undesirable because I also kind of have the idea, like I would kind of love to do maybe a clover lawn or one that's full of like
1: all good plants, Bront.
0: Yes. yes, They're all good plants, Bront
1: books, except
2: for the, the, the invasive ones. Those ones are are, right.
0: Yes. But I think natural, natural, you know, quote weeds, ones that are great for uh, maybe bees and uh, butterflies and, like animals like native animals um i feel like i would kind of love to have a yard that's mainly those and i feel like we would be instantly struck down because someone decided that we need to have like this this like grass yeah you know that Here, here's like, takes what up you the do space. you just
1: put up a sign on your lawn saying nobody likes a snitch
2: Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> dude, the number, of, so the number of the number of lawn signs that I said that I that I was workshopping, ridiculous, dude. I was thinking <laughs> about I was doing oh my god. So let me let me hit you with some of my top plans, some of my top <laughs> concepts.
1: All right, let's, so, let's hear so, it.
2: So my first one this was just like right off the top of my head was just a sign that says mind your business. That was like my first one. I think that one has got pretty good, pretty good straight, straightforward energy. You know what I mean? Just mind your business. Um, but really adhere
0: us to the neighbors. I think, well,' <laughs>
2: wait till you hear the next one. So then the next one is we get like we we hire a a company, like a a landscaping company to come in no, spare no expense. And we <laughs> fill this yard. And I want to be clear, this yard is small. This is a very small. I'm talking like a, you know, uh, it's like it's, it's a tiny little yard in front of a row home. So we're talking about like, you know, this is like a, a maybe 10 feet by 12 foot yard, tiny little yard. Oh, if that if that I want to I want to fill this yard with the most uh, just horrific decorations just like the tackiest yeah, yeah you know it's like it's the fountain with the baby and he's peeing into the you know what I mean the fountain is the baby the naked yeah, butt like baby borderline peeing.
1: borderline illegal well, yes. c- creepy <laughs> yeah you... but
2: following the letter of whatever the whatever freak fucking code they got us on you right. know what I mean yeah so it's like it's like you know and like the fucking flamingos and like horrible the trolls you know what I mean with the little hats the horrible gnomes. garden gnomes yeah 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 those guys
1: I think under federal law, you are allowed to build a forty-foot CB tower
0: yeah. <laughs> on, on on any property. Oh my god, that's actually such a good one. way to spend the money.
1: You should look yeah. that up because I might be misremembering this, but it's something <laughs> yeah, like that.
0: Yeah. So I want all that stuff, and then
2: I and then I want a uh, I want like a, a head, one of those topiaries. Yeah. It's like a, a rampant unicorn with just a tremendous boner. And then, and then hung on the little unicorn, bo- large unicorn boner, is a sign that says, mind your business. That's the mind your business sign. It goes right
0: there. Mark, I think you'd get arrested. <laughs> Impossible.
2: They can't arrest me because it's legal, Shelly. You
1: know what I mean? It- <laughs> I think there's some
0: obscenity laws that might... <laughs> that's not obscene. That's nature, baby. That's like literally, nature. that's natural.
2: You know what I mean? A
1: lot of natural things are obscene, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm from, I'm, I live in the Bay Area. I consider it a personal responsibility to tank housing prices as much as I can.
0: Yes, yes. I love that.
1: So you know, you, you go to open houses and you make a, you make a ruckus. Yeah. You know, like you keep your yard as, as slovenly as, as they will let you. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually like. Pretty much every year we just let the backyard grow, mm, yeah. and yeah. April hates this because she likes a neat yard, but like we don't have that kind of time, yeah, and we don't have the money to pay a landscaper and and I love how it looks. I love a big natural meadow looking yes. yard until yeah. it gets it hits summer and the plants die, and then it's just a huge fire hazard mm. at which point you gotta pull out the the weed whacker and and get everything that is a weed and again like what is a weed is a is a ongoing concern anything you didn't put there on purpose is a weed i guess
2: it's just such like fascist taxonomy to just say that like oh i i've chosen this plant as desirable yeah and and this other one is is a is a fucking weed and it's just it's eugenics It's just I can't. I don't know how (laughs) anyone can fucking support
1: that shit. This kind of this kind of plant is a thug, right? Yeah. People
0: call like when they get like spontaneous sunflowers in their yard, or it's beautiful. Yeah, or people get. Um, we had uh, morning glories that came. They call them volunteers when that happens, and that's like so supportive and nice but then
2: beautiful what beautiful language that is volunteers calling
1: a noise complaint to the police because there are birds singing outside your window like i I, like it's it's 6 a.m birds (laughs) get a job
0: so it just feels like why this one and why do you get to decide and then why do you get to charge me $70 And and like it's not even you don't get to like it's not a fix it seventy dollars how much
2: that was that how much that ticket was yes I thought it was more I thought it was like three hundred dollars
0: no 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 no
1: all right well seventy dollars probably just probably barely covers the the cost of the guy coming out to see if you're really in violation that's what
0: we talked about a lot actually and because obviously because we were quite salty so we spontaneously burst into rants about this um <laughs> yeah. many times when we were dealing with it and also they had a very aggressive like if you don't fix it within X amount of time then the ticket goes up to this much and like the well, schedule that's what
2: I was reading was... the
0: schedule was quite aggressive and it didn't feel super reasonable um and then and then presumably does that person have to come back out why are we spending
2: not a chance
0: money on this yeah
2: not a chance not unless they get another complaint not unless our cowardly piece of shit neighbor fucking calls the city again um and i i I feel like i know who it is there's like a cadre of of like nosy like piece (laughs) of shit old ladies that live on our block and i just i just know it's one of them like we had covid for like three weeks we were like really fucking i've never been more sick in my life like we were like literally i've never been so sick i could not get out of bed you know what i mean like, just getting up and going to the bathroom, it was, like, exhausting. And there were a few times where I was like, do we have to go to the hospital? Like, is this literally happening? Like, am I going to be a fucking COVID casualty? Happily, I wasn't, and neither was Shirley. But we're the really, point is, we were really fucking sick. And so we we didn't have the juice to get out and do the, the yard for, like, three weeks. And it was right at the beginning of spring when the yard was, like, blowing up. It was, like, really popping off. The grass got long, got real long. And it wasn't embarrassing. I thought about it during that time. I was like, man, that fucking sucks. And you know, in, in hindsight, I probably should have like called my neighbor, who I'm on pretty good terms with, and asked him if he would do me a solid and and do the yard for us. Like that for sure was the the move, but I just didn't think of it because, you know, I'm I'm a millennial and you know I don't know about house home you know.
1: And you've got the COVID brain fog.
0: Yeah, we for weren't sure, thinking didn't. very clearly. We were in survival mode. Yeah, I
2: was just focusing on staying alive. So finally, once I had the gumption to get out there and fucking deal with it, lawnmower wouldn't start, and I was like fucking kill me dude and so I went out and I got the the weed whacker and I'm like I can at least put a hurting on it you know I can at least cut it back with the weed whacker a little bit before I can actually give it the proper haircut you know I'll give it a chop down and so I'm out there weed whacking it and this fucking lady comes walks by and she's like thank you and I was like I swear to god like I just was I, I didn't say anything and I'm glad I didn't say anything because if I had I would have said some shit that I would have regretted. I would have for sure... I for sure would have clapped back at that bitch, dude. Like, it would have been terrible. I'm so glad I didn't. Anyway, I I sound like I'm really mean. I'm really not mean. I just, I'm so mad about this. Like, I'm so in, I'm so just like uh, scandalized that someone would. And I talked to my neighbors about it and they're just like, they're like, that that has never happened. Like, that's literally who would do that? (laughs) You know, like, all my neighbors are like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard.
0: I think we're the youngest homeowners on the block, too. So,
2: like, by like 15 years or more you know
0: so i did add this topic because we were so incensed when it happened
2: <laughs> well and i think we also are like there's other things that make those that make those people not like us like that 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 squad of of little old ladies you know like we like listen to loud music in the we listen to heavy metal music D- in the back tattoo they certainly have seen all of my tattoos at one point or another you know, like they've seen us, you know, looking like a bunch of metalheads. And I'm sure they're just like ruffians, you know, like I'm sure they've just got a bunch of preconceptions about what that means about us. And if they ever took the time to actually come and talk to us, they'd say they were actually perfectly nice people which I'm sure your listeners can can tell from this conversation that I'm a very very nice
0: very generous
2: person who's easy to talk to
0: this is a hot topic it's like a it was a tough time we were very angsty
2: I promise I'm not usually so mad I'm very gentle I I wouldn't, I wouldn't have really, I wouldn't have really clapped back at that lady. I probably, I I might've, I might've said something like, might've said something like, what, what do you mean by that? Like, like, are you mad that this lawn didn't get kept? Like we were sick with COVID, you know, really sick.
1: Yeah. You just, you just act confused and then people will be like, okay, I can't actually follow up on this without being an asshole.
2: Yeah. Yeah, one of our neighbors, you know his his grandmother. He lives with his grandmother, and his grandma is one of these one of these uh, part of this squad of of old ladies. And uh, I know she like he he told me that she was like shit talking us a whole bunch, um, you know, because <laughs> because I like asked if I was like, man, like my my lawnmower won't start. We've been we've been sick with COVID for like three weeks, like, and the yard looks like garbage. Like, do you think I could borrow y'all's lawnmower so I could get give the the yard a quick cut? Cause my lawnmower won't start. And he was like, well, it's like my grandma was like, I'll ask her. And then he got back to me. He was like, nah, man, she said, no, like she's she said, cause if you're like the type of person who lets it get that bad, like, I don't know. Like he, she had something insane. I was like, Holy, what the fuck, man. And so I talked to him about it later. I, I was like mean about it, but I talked to him about it and I was like, dang, I mean, I feel bad about that. Like, I'm sorry. She, she I'm sorry. She has such a bad impression of me. Like, I I know the yard looked bad, but you know, like I explained how how sick we were, and then he said he talked to her, then she was like said she felt really bad, and I was like, well, she could like not judge people. You Dang. know what I mean? She could let that be a, a a lesson to consider that maybe you don't know the whole story when someone on your block is is maybe not taking care of their yard to your standards. Maybe asked- you take a moment <laughs> and reflect and think that's not even my yard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I
0: will admit I look now when we drive and I look for long, like yards that look like they're lower maintenance and I look with longing that I, I didn't know before. I was like, well, it's a small yard. We're fine. And now I'm like, ah, this is what I dream of for the future. I hope I can have a bunch of wildflowers and weeds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're pretty. Many of them are pretty. <laughs> like a nat- I would like a natural space that... Isn't so manufactured, I think.
2: We just gotta move to somewhere that's like where we could just have a property that's kind of a little bit more remote and our neighbors can't, aren't anywhere near us. Or
1: just a place where like this sort of thing isn't enshrined in law. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, I thought I thought because we didn't have a homeowners association, I thought like HOA right. is what's gonna yeah. make that happen, right? Like that's the thing that that it's a, fucks you apparently over. Apparently,
1: it's a citywide HOA. Yeah,
2: but mm-hmm. it's like in Philly, it's like or it's like the city, you know? Like the city's gonna fucking come and get you. It's not even. Yeah, you can't escape it. Society.
1: We live in one. We
2: live in a society, Jim.
1: <laughs>
2: unbelievable.
1: <laughs> that hates loves certain plants and hates other plants.
2: We just gotta move somewhere where th- they don't have that shit, like the moon.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Wait, then I don't I definitely don't get my wildflower <laughs> natural.
1: Yeah, any any flowers that grow on the moon are are going to be cultivated.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's true. true.
1: No volunteers on the moon.
0: I'll sneak them. I'll sneak weeds up there (laughs) and I'll be like, you don't get to tell me what's a weed. Um, Obviously, (laughs) I feel like if it's like poison ivy or something, you know, like.
2: Yeah. You're just up there planting trumpet vine. Just like all trumpet (laughs) vine. There
0: are plants that aren't ideal, but I think many of the ones that get get a lot of hate are just, I don't know, not pretty enough, which is very judgmental.
1: Yeah. On the plus side. No birds on the moon singing to wake you up at 6 a.m.
0: Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. That's true. Yeah.
2: That is pretty good.
0: That's a positive.
1: Are we ready for another topic? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do another
2: topic.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, Mark, your topic is learning to code is like a cheat code for life or at least for work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so, yeah, absolutely. So I have been learning to code really simple stuff. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stone cold novice you know I, I bought a textbook a few years ago when i was doing my undergrad and i went through and kind of you know learned learned a little bit of python and i but i didn't have anything like immediate to use it with you know it's like did you do with it sort yeah. of at that point so i kind of just like yeah just and didn't end up being something that i used a bunch i made a little dice roller as like a proof of concept and i was like hey that's fun i like coded a little dice roller but then you know i kind of like sat on that for a long time and then recently um I got a promotion at my job, and uh, and my boss, you know, was like, "What's what's some stuff you want to kind of get into?" And I was like, "Well, I'd love to learn more about learn, learn some more coding." And she was like, "That's fine. Um, look for opportunities to use that, you know, to to code stuff, you know, in the work that you're doing." And I was like, "Sure thing." So I have, you know, it's basically just like you know, simple, really simple stuff. Like I, I like, you know, I'm I'm working on this project where we're, we're compiling this enormous corpus of of images that we're going to use for um a naming a study at some point in the future so like we you know we work with people with aphasia and so they'll you know look at pictures and name them and then we can do experiments using those pictures um and so we're making this new corpus 600 and something you know images that we have to like create novel images that we don't source from the internet so we're taking photographs generating them with ai it's a lot of work right it's this enormous body of of images because each image has like you know 15 to 20 candidates that we that we're putting together and then we choose from those candidates which ones seem the best we assemble them into batches we norm them using you know qualtrics and a bunch of other things it's this really it's like the biggest it's the biggest like project just in terms of like folder structure that I've, I've ever worked on, you know, like that, this, the folder structure for it is really huge and complicated and required the generation of many, many folders. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, man, I don't want to sit here making 660 folders. That's crazy. I would be here for days making that many folders and hand naming them. But then I thought, what if I crank out a quick Python script that will just generate 660 folders from an Excel spreadsheet. I did that. And it took like 20 minutes or something. And Jim, it's like magic. <laughs> it, it feels, I felt like, I was a magician and i had done this and it was it was crazy and i went to the like lab meeting and i was like to my boss i was like i did it like i i did i did i did a a a programming you know she's like that's so cool what'd you make and i told her about it and she doesn't program she doesn't she doesn't code she doesn't know about it and she's like that's amazing like she thinks i'm a wizard you know what i mean like she like like i think well one of my bosses my other boss is like a is actually like a software engineer so so she's like that's great matt you know (laughs) good for you
1: uh, you've taken your first step into a larger world
2: yeah amazing um <laughs> my one boss is like is like that's amazing you know and so every time i write a little script you know i tell my boss about it and she's like that's wonderful like you know she's like she's like mark you got to save those scripts like on the you know what i mean and, and and write a little a little tutorial on how to use it and then we'll use them in the future and i was like yeah totally um anyway it just feels like it's yeah like i said it's like a cheat code for life it's like you know, or let's say, have, let's say I have superpowers or something, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I can't believe nobody, you know, well, they have been saying it, haven't they? Everybody's like, you should learn how to code. <laughs> Everyone says that, you
1: know. it 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 is extremely useful. Like If you're working primarily in the digital space and you're using a, a computer as opposed to a phone or a tablet, uh, you can do a lot of stuff, like so, a lot of very useful stuff without learning that much.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like the 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 amount of time that it took for me to learn this was so minimal it, it, compared to the like like the like the the value added proposition is absurd. It's like I spent like maybe 15 or 20 hours, you know, 15 20 hours of study over the course of, you know, weeks, weeks and weeks and, and that was sort of just the the original you know buy in on just being able to like kind of basically understand what i'm looking at and then after that it's just googling it's just like google foo man you know yeah. like and and just kind of having the intuitiveness intuitiveness to to fight through a lot of bugs right like you know <laughs> to fight through it not working and then you know like okay why isn't it working and going back through and looking at and finding your finding your errors and fixing them but now there's like fucking chat gpt dude like that shit's bananas you can, I mean, like I'm. Try- I actually want to like learn how to do this stuff. So I haven't been relying, I haven't been doing it like this. But you can just be like, "Yo, ChatGPT, write me a write me a, a script that does this," and like it basically just does.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen like ch- using ChatGPT or any other like there's a a GitHub plugin called Copilot that will like sit there while you type and it'll just you you, you may have used like an editor that has autocomplete in it. Yeah. It'll just <laughs> auto-complete, like it'll just guess the next page of code you're trying you're gonna write, and you can just, okay, hit hit hit, hit, sp- hit control space or whatever.
0: <laughs> okay, GitHub.
1: <laughs> and this is not something that appeals to me because I've seen the code it generates, and it's like, this is this is a first draft. Mm-hmm. This is you you're gonna need to like figure out what the code is doing and make revisions. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that's a fantastic way to learn. As a veteran, it's way more fun to write code than it is to read code. <laughs> and so, like, I would much rather write that first, that, that page of code myself and already know how it works because I wrote it yeah. versus, like, seeing, like, oh, here's some new code and reading it, which is much a much different mental exercise than writing it. Yeah, And so I have to, like, all right, now I need to de- debug somebody else's code before I can keep working.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that, that absolutely makes sense if it, you know, especially considering your background, like, but for me, I'm, I'm way more like, uh, you know, I don't have that experience with, with writing code, um, you know, being a, a fulfilling exercise on a uh, uh, you know, on its own. Yeah. Um. And and I'm like way more there just like for some results. You know, I'm just like I'm trying to get this fucking thing working because yeah. I got a hundred different things I'm trying to do. But I also do want to be learning this stuff, so I am I am taking the long route sometimes. But, um. But I've been sort of doing the opposite thing, where like I'll get gi- I'm giving code to ChatGPT and being like, why isn't this working? Yeah. And then ChatGPT can like tell me, and that has been incredibly valuable. Like, like because yeah, it can debug for me a little bit, and it's I'm not just like relying on it to write my code, but it is like helping me figure out what I'm doing wrong and steering me in the right direction to like libraries I could be like is there a better way I can do this and it's like oh yeah you should be using this other library um, and that's been really That's really
1: helpful. interesting yeah I've, I've definitely heard people say things like if you're a beginner programmer people talking about I will just ask a, a large language model like a questions about a programming language and it'll give you answers. Yeah. And the thing about a large language model which I'm sure you're aware of it like it's, it's designed to produce Uh, Something that looked like a human wrote it. Mm. Um, And humans are wrong all the fucking time (laughs) about everything. So it's going to give you wrong answers. But if you don't have a human to ask, like I remember when Tim was in college learning to program, I had nothing better to do. I was just sitting on ICQ. I was just there to answer all his questions about C++. Yeah. (laughs) And... I have to imagine that was incredible, an incredible resource. If you don't have somebody like that, and I'm sure I was wrong about some of my answers as well, you know, mm-hmm. like, so it's not like I'm, Im- yeah. infallible, but it, like, I, and then I imagine something like chat GPT is a useful resource for you.
2: Yeah. It's extremely useful. I mean, like, so it's funny. Cause like I, you know, before chat GPT, when I was initially learning, you know sort of just the basics of python mm-hmm. i was i was i was asking tim i mean t- tim was t- tim there was my guy on on the you know was, <laughs> tim, tim was my gym and uh <laughs> and so and he was really helpful but you know he's got, he got a job and he's got kids and he's got a whole thing yeah. going on he yeah. can't be there just like sitting poised over his keyboard waiting for me to ask a question and so if i'm like working on a project and i need i kind of need an answer like right now it's like you know who is poised over their keyboard is this language model and they're just like ready to go at a moment's notice. And you're right. They could be wrong, but people are wrong too. Right. It's like you said, it's like, dude, I could ask a person and get the wrong answer as well as a learning tool. My God, if I was doing my undergrad, Holy shit, dude. Like I like, I feel like I've wrapped up my undergrad, just like, If I had just been doing that a few years later, I feel like you could get so much out of it. Like, obviously, like you said, you know, you can't tell it to write your papers. Like, I think that would be really foolish because there would be mistakes in there, like, for sure. Like, you you definitely have to do your due diligence and, you know, you got to like. But man, what a learning tool. As like a tutor, incredible. when, When we first got it, I tested it on some neuroscience, like asking questions about, you know, different sort of neural pathways and you know different sort of systems in the brain and how they work and you know just stuff i know about and its answers were phenomenal like you know and then if i if i and, and i sometimes i'd be like you know i don't really understand that could you explain it in a different way and it would like and it would like what it would like work around the you know the problem approach it from a different angle you know a different direction like the the kind of responses were astonishing honestly really really something and it's
0: also great at helping with uh dnd character creation oh my god are you <laughs> kidding me
2: dd character creation it's incredible
0: Story writing
2: yeah i dude i was like i was like write me a, a dragonborn paladin uh with aphasia you know oh because i thought that right yeah so that i mean like you i have a you know i um i have I have limited interest. and but it was like, you know, <laughs> it wrote it wrote up this character with like this backstory about like how it got, how how they acquired aphasia like you know that they like had a traumatic brain injury that that left them with aphasia and then it it wrote that into like how you know like that it's oh yeah like this character is you know struggles in social situations because it's it struggles to express itself and so you know that ends up being like a that can that can cause complicated situations to become more complicated you know and i'm like holy shit that's such a good it's such a good character. <laughs> it's such a good D D character.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, and if you just use it as an idea generator, you could ask it to write you that character, and like, even if it just provides you one idea or one yes. sentence that you like, that's still valuable.
2: Yeah, or it can like kick off a whole creative process. You know, like I think that's like that's another really interesting thing, because it's like you know I I can a- you can ask it for like a prompt. And then get a cool prompt back, and then that can kick off your whole thing. I haven't used it for that purpose yet, but when I made that, when I was I generated like four or five D and D characters, and I was like, man, if I needed to just like crank out a quick one shot, you know, like, and I had a basic idea for like a setting and and you know, sort of a general idea, I could ask it for like a couple of hooks, you know, and yeah. just and, and and just like kind of kick off the process. Like I'm pretty creative at D and D. Like I think. You know, it's not usually super hard for me to like spin up an idea into like a a, a one shot or like a campaign. But to get that first little spark, that first seed, you know, sometimes that's a challenge. And man, like just having a language model crank it out for you. It's insane. Yeah. I know people are I know people have mixed feelings about it, but
1: I. um, Oh, it's definitely going to ruin labor.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think in a lot of ways it probably has. I mean, like shit, dude for this project, for that project I was telling you about where we have to make all these, we have to get all these images. Dude, like, my boss was immediately, like, go to, you know, Midjourney and Dolly and generate, you know, hundreds of images.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, though then some of them you were, like, impossible.
2: Oh, yeah, Dolly's, like, worthless. (laughs) I feel like we rejected, like, almost all of our...
0: It could not get a clarinet, or you tried to have someone using mouthwash, and it looked like people holding up um laundry soap sized blue Mm. containers and then didn't they oh they they tried to oh it was so horrifying Dude, it's
2: fucking nightmarish like like so many of so many of the results that we got from dolly were just utter utter nightmare fuel you know like it's just you know it's just people like the eyes are different sizes or they're pointing in kind of slightly different direction you know they're not quite looking like they would be look focused on something they're kind of like oh one's looking up and to the left a little you know terrible (laughs) too many fingers and you know just awful a mid journey is is astonishing mid journey is unbelievable the shit that it cranks out is just like holy fuck dude like like concept artists
1: it blows dolly out of the water like is dolly just like all the scientists there are, like oh why can't we make our images as good as I mean, mid-
2: literally, I'm sure that's what they're thinking, like or I' no, actually, you know, probably not. I think Dolly probably is like doing something different, like my guess is that if you if you ask those engineers like why there's such a huge delta between the results that you get from mid journey and the results you get from Dolly, I'm sure they'll just be like, we're attempting a different thing here, you know, this is like
1: it's good at different things, yeah,
2: yeah, and it's and I think it's also like trying to. Trying to do this sort of much more mashing up all these different things. I don't know. I think like Mid Journey is explicitly like we are coming for the concept artists. Jeez. Like we got the concept artists in the scope. Mm. I have the shot.
1: You yeah. know,
2: like it's just it's crazy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So just so you know, if you want uh an outlet for those horrible, horrible images. Mm-hmm. There's a channel in the Topic Lords Discord called Wordle and Dolly shit posts. Oh, good! And it's for
0: both it, both
1: people who have who've played Wordle and want to share their results, and people who want to share bad AI generated stuff.
0: I love that those are grouped together. Also, we're not in there as much as we should be because it sounds great. So, yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, no pressure. I'm just saying, like, if you want to, if you need to post some some Dolly shit posts, there there's a place for it.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's been a really interesting project. It made a picture of a of a ship's captain that looked exactly like my friend Cameron. Oh, and I, and I was just like, "Oh, oh, you know Cameron?
1: Yeah, we've met. I mean, we we hung we've actually hung out extensively, but not yeah. <laughs> but not in the past decade.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it made a ship's captain, and I was just like, "Oh, it's Ca- it's Cameron, but like he's fifty and he's a ship's captain.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: Are we ready for another topic?
0: Yeah, yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm very curious about it.
1: Uh, my topic is so uh, there's a molecular virologist who is trying to track down uh, a, what he calls a cryptic lineage of COVID in wastewater collected from Columbus, Ohio. There is apparently a person who commutes between Columbus, Ohio, and Washington, Washington Courthouse, Ohio, which is a town name, because <laughs> they're seeing like. COVID cells shed in extreme quantities by this person in the wastewater of these two towns. How do Whoa. they know it's just one person? Or, or I haven't read that part.
0: Ooh, a mystery.
2: There's one guy in Columbus, Ohio, that has a completely unique strain of COVID that we only know about because of how much he is shitting. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> baffling researchers.
0: <laughs> oh, my God
2: identity is a mystery but they know where he commutes to because his shits turn up there too <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this dude is just is just is just living his life while it while a team of scientists are in a van fucking frantically tracking him from his shits
1: yeah so there's a if you if you read the thread on twitter the guy talks about like if you think you might be this person here's how you test your feces with a standard uh a rapid test kit
0: oh Whoa, my gosh what i did not realize that oh was my gosh a
1: thing yeah um and then i've also been reading more recently this was this is from like june early june like this is also how they're like tracking uh covid in in wastewater is one of the ways they're they're predicting outbreaks
0: yes i've heard i've heard that a few times i think they might do that in our area right um, that
1: makes sense
2: yeah I, I remember reading about that and thinking science is incredible
0: i think they were yeah predicting you know when uh when new stuff might go down
2: that is that is honestly that is some seriously badass science like that's so dope you know
1: yeah, like agreed
2: that's just like one of those things that is just like holy shit! i cannot believe we can do that like it's amazing gross but amazing
0: <laughs> i appreciate them using all of their resources yeah and they don't even have to like bother anybody <laughs> yeah
2: yeah it's amazing i mean it's awesome It does isn't well it's like it doesn't rely on reporting from individuals which is exactly has been, which has just been such a fucking bane you right. know because individuals are so impossibly bad at reporting you know, so it's just like there's people are so apathetic about this shit. <laughs> it's like really important. And these scientists are just tearing their fucking hair out because people can't just report, you know, I dude, I feel that shit. I feel it. I mean, like I work with volunteers, you know, like all my participants are people who signed up to come and and work with us like they're, you know, like they put themselves in our registry and they like want to come in presumably. But even a lot of times, even those people who like ostensibly signed up to be part of this, you know, cancel on me all the time. And, you know, <laughs> they're like really unreliable and super hard to get in Yeah. sometimes. So you can't imagine just people in the general public are like <laughs> really bad.
1: Yeah. Imagine if you had the budget to pay people.
2: Oh, we pay people. Oh, we pay real good.
1: Oh, wow. Dude, okay.
2: Oh, dude, our participants make more than I do. Like, <laughs> like I am dead serious per hour. They make more than I do. Actually, I just because I just got promoted, I think I might make a little more than they do now. But when I first got hired, I, my participants got paid actually like <laughs> appreciably more than me. They didn't get bigger paychecks because they don't come. They're not in there for eight hours a day, but like right, yeah, right. they were. But, but by hourly, yes, they were making more than me. Yeah, we pay really well.
1: In that case, you should be seeing a lot more diligence
2: yeah, well, the thing is, so it's interesting, like, because the the people that we see, the, we, we see people along a, a vast swath of the population, right? Like, because, you know, stroke is a extremely common thing, right? Like, it's, it's really, really a, a pretty ubiquitous condition. And so not everyone who suffers a stroke has aphasia, but a lot of people do because it's sort of the anatomy of the brain. So we get a lot of different kinds of people, and some of the people we get... Ironically, the people who are the easiest to get in sometimes are like the sort of like rich people who don't actually need to get paid, right? Like that they like had their stroke and they have aphasia, they can't work anymore and and they're like extremely wealthy. So they basically were just like, cool, I guess I'm retired now. Um, So what am I going to do with my time? I'll participate in research. And so those people like those people come in really easy and I've got a ton of like real regulars that, you know, are just like, heck yeah, man, I'll be there, you know? Um, but then ironically, the people who you'd think like, you know, so for those people, the money is irrelevant and a lot of them don't actually take payments. Like a lot of them will just actually turn down their payments. Cause they're like, I'm doing this, I'm not doing this for money and, you know, use your, use your funding on something else, you know? yeah um, And I think that's really cool and honorable, but, but then ironically, the people who like, you'd think, will you know this is great like we can do some good in the community here like we can we can give money to some people who otherwise would be really struggling because they are you know they can't work and they're you know and and they're they're poor you know they were already quite poor like low socioeconomic status folks and and this is like a great opportunity for us to be like doing some good we can be like paying these people to come and do research and ironically those often end up being the hardest people to get in because they got to be out hustling Right. Like they got to be out making real money, and not like research money, which is like research money is okay, but it's not like it's like $20 an hour sometimes or more, but still, like they're not in that much. Like we can't, I can't bring somebody in for it's not a job. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like a little bonus. You get, you know, you get some extra spending money, but it's like, yeah. So I wish there was a way that we could make it more lucrative or, you know, but I mean, we're not research is the place where social services are going to come from. Most people need actual programs.
1: Yeah,
0: man. I hope they find this person.
1: <laughs> yeah. Am
0: I right that they're saying they that also this person has been infected for over two years? That's crazy. Yeah. Or is that a different person? But they're this is in the in what they're reporting is a person infected for over two years, and then they're talking about how much virus they much they must be shedding.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's intense. Like my understanding is that like long. Well, this is a theory I've heard anyway that long covid is just it's it's covid that just still exists it infected in certain parts of the body like certain organs like the bowels yeah. for example yeah like i have a, a relative who um had long covid uh. for years or not i think i think over a year and it, was, it just sounded awful like brain fog couldn't smell and it cleared up after she caught it again Whoa! Because they gave her um an antiviral that had just been approved for like for everybody instead of just for special cases.
0: Oh. Mm, nice. The
1: theory is that uh, the antiviral cleared up the long COVID as well.
0: Huh. That's extremely interesting. That is. Yeah. Oh,
2: good for them.
1: Which is which is promising.
2: Yeah, they put us on Much antiviral, better. and it was miserable.
1: You could differentiate this between the symptoms of COVID and the symptoms of the antiviral.
2: Oh yes, dude, we got we got COVID. We basically just got COVID again. Like, oh,
0: oh uh, I did. You didn't, Matt. You were good.
2: I did. I, I felt I felt a little crappy, but I I didn't get it full
0: double double COVID, as I like to call it, because I really was
1: just double double dipping. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was testing negative, and I was feeling like really good, and it was one of those things where, like, you know. I've been really sick, but I think tomorrow is the day I'm just gonna be back. And then um I woke up and instead I felt worse and then I just descended back into, <laughs> into the nightmare. Uh yeah, that was Paxlovid. Um, which at Paxlovid Rebound, they call it. So just unlucky. And I would still do it again to be honest, because I think it still reduces they say it reduces the um potential for long COVID Problem, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if it was for those reasons, but yeah. particularly there's one side effect they advertise it as being like, ooh, like your mouth will taste like a little metallic, and I was like, oh, I can like deal with that, but That's no, lie. but no, Jim. Maybe it's for maybe it's true for some people, but your your mouth just tastes, or we had this, just like horrendous. 24 hours a day
2: bitter the bitterest like bitterness and so horrible bitterness
0: we had to do like an emergency instacart order of like strong tasting things to like help us survive like uh ginger chews and
2: that's the shit ginger chews
0: cinnamon gum and just like any because you just had to constantly try to negate the um side effects and we just like lost a lot of sleep because it was so strong you couldn't fall asleep
2: yeah 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 and if any if any listeners are out there struggling with this i'll tell you what it's those ginger chews man those gen the the ginger chews. ginger
0: yeah <laughs> that's the shit
2: they're so they're first of all they're fucking delicious but they also are sufficient to cover the 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 bitter mouth I mean, I was reading about it a little bit, and it sounds like it's it's literally like the pack. It's not just like the flavor. It's not like you take the pill and then the pill touches your tongue, and like that makes your tongue bitter, like because you're tasting the pill. It's not that. It's like you take that medicine, and it is changing the firing of the neurons in your taste buds. Like it's actually causing your taste buds to be registering like max eleven on the bitterness scale. Mm-hmm. Just, just like all the time. So there's no, there's no like actual refuge. There's no like, like, Oh, it's, you know, like wash your mouth or something. Cause there's nothing in there that's actually causing that to happen. That's like just the medicine is doing that to your body. Right, right. Um, so it's, it's really, Holy shit. It sucks. But yeah, the, 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 uh, G I N G I N. I think they're, I think they're French Canadian or something. They're delicious. They're really good little ginger chews.
1: And would you just like keep them in your mouth all night?
2: Well, no. So what I would I would do is I would put it during the day, I would just take a single gen gen and place it on my on my tongue and then allow it to very slowly dissolve over the course of like an hour or more, you know, so like really trying to maximize, you know, lengthen the amount of time that I could so I'm not just sitting there be crushing gen all day because they're like they, they do have sugar in them you know what I mean that's like it's candy it's fully yeah, yeah. candy you know <laughs> so I don't want to just be crushing candies all day so I would try to stretch you know really stretch it out um, that's what I do during the day at night is really a challenge because you know I would find that towards the end of the day the bitterness starts to go away because you took the pill in the morning and so oh, it's, beginning, sure. it's beginning to like wear off you know And so by the end of the day, you're like, wow, finally, some reprieve, time to go to bed. And you got to take on a pill at night. And then it would be like, I would just be like, please fall asleep before the bitterness, you know, arrives.
1: Sounds like it works every time. And
2: then you try to fall asleep. But always I would wake up in the middle of the night and with bitterness. And it's just really hard to sleep because it tastes so bitter. So I would have some sort of, you know, on my bedside. I would have <laughs> uh of uh, my water bottle. Water, by the way, tastes like ass. Like if it's just plain water, right. Undrinkable, dude. Like just brutally bad. But I had little crystal light packets. The little crystal lights, you know what I'm talking about? Little yep. Pink little pink Johns. And we'd do that. I would do that. I'd have I'd have my water bottle with some of that pink, that pink drink.
1: It's like Kool-Aid for adults.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I would and I would be I would try to sip it enough to kind of get the flavor to be a little gone. I also also uh, Nyquil. Nyquil really was great.
0: I was about to say that's what I did. Knock myself out. Yeah. As much as I possibly could.
2: Also, the Nyquil kind of coats your mouth and has a strong flavor. So the Nyquil kind of you know you're supposed to brush your teeth after you take it, but fuck that. If you got if you got if you got the for real dude, if you got the packs bit mouth, fuck it, dude. Like you know take a cavity i would take a cavity over that shit i say that having i say that having never had a cavity in my life so i don't know what it's like but like it can't be as bad as the backs of
0: it <laughs> i don't think i would i don't think i would get a cavity
2: i would
1: i would do it
0: i'd take like a sleeping pill instead
1: <laughs> i don't know if this is actually a thing that is like widespread but i've heard that people are you know how the the pain scale like what well, rate your pain on a scale from one to ten is useless
2: yeah yeah yes. yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's garbage one thing proposal that I've heard is like you replace that with the idea of like what would you give up to get, to take Ooh. away your pain like would you accept would you have a really bad haircut uh would you take <laughs> 10 years off the end of your life wow. wow uh would you get a cavity sure yeah like
2: wow wow which that's, i think that's really good.
1: Yeah, i and i think people like and obviously some people value more th- some things more than others. Yeah. But yeah. i i do think that that's a much more intuitive way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a lot more useful. I've been sick, not nearly as bad as what you described fortunately, uh for the past few weeks and i'm sure no. like the um the listeners have been able to tell that like the i've gotten my my ragged voice and my cough. I had, like, you know, kind of shady fatigue for a few days, but, like, what's been ongoing is this cough, mm. and it's ah. just taking forever to go away, uh, and- Did you have the COVID? did not have the COVID, at least not according to the rapid test I took. I did not take a a good test. Yeah. They're harder VCR. to come by now. We were going to take one, but, like, it turns out they don't have them on the weekends anymore.
0: Oh, terrible.
1: That sucks. But I think it was just ordinary flu. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sorry, easy, easy to forget. We just, we still got just the the old killers, dude. Like the yeah. old crushers from the old days, man. They're still out there. They're still mixing it up. Flu
1: still around. Flu still, yeah.
2: still in the mix.
1: Yep. And so I've been having to deal with like, how do I sleep with this cough? And like at its worst, I had I had the the sleeping on a slope thing. You know, you arrange your pillows so you're sleep you you can so that you're draining properly. Mm. Right. Uh, and I had the NyQuil. Mm. Uh, and I had uh melatonin which i just take all the time anyway but it was like sometimes i forget and when this was like at its when with this with this illness i was like no you cannot forget the melatonin tonight <laughs> i would use lozenges like the, the, the minty kind that just kind of numbs your yes num- yeah your your coughing agents and what i would do was uh i would just fucking have those lozen- lozenges in my mouth literally all night Oh my wow. god. <laughs> which that sounds so
2: dangerous. Which is
1: like it's not good for your teeth.
2: <laughs> yeah, it sounds so dangerous like you could breathe it in and choke. You could and breathe it in and
1: choke. Yeah, like especially cuz I use the CPAP. Oh yeah. And so I actually like I what I ended up doing was like whenever I felt like okay, now I'm now I'm drift, drifting off and I would like really quick stash like the the on my gum on one of my one of my gums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because if I took the time to actually take it out of my mouth and like put it on the nightstand, that would wake me up. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would wake up and like my mouth is already dry because the CPAP is just blowing air into it constantly. Yeah. Um, That's terrible. And But also like I've got like a candy just <laughs> attached to my to my <laughs> tooth where I left it
0: stuck there (laughs) (laughs) you come up with the craziest systems like lack of sleep is so terrible yeah you're just like what can i do (laughs) yeah you'll take that risk
2: yeah absolutely
1: yeah i mean i definitely was thinking like i'm probably only gonna gonna be sick for a couple of weeks i'll take a couple of weeks of tooth decay
2: yeah yeah you know if you take if you basically take basically take good care of your teeth otherwise like i
1: have had cavities and there it's not that bad yeah
0: <laughs> i hope you're better soon
1: yeah me too
2: i think my voice i think my voice is semi-permanently um like fucked up from covid like i was coughing fucking hard when when uh i had covid like and just constantly for so long. And my voice was so wrecked and I still don't really feel like it's r- really recovered. Like it still feels raggedy to me and it's been like months. Um, yeah. And I, and I do wonder if I just like scarred up my vocal folds and I just have like a shittier
1: voice now because. Now you can, you you can really like nail those uh, the soul singing parts. What what am yes. I, what, what's there's a, there's a singer that I'm trying to think of. But you, you know who I mean.
2: Like Louis Armstrong or something. Oh,
1: that's a good one. But no.
0: Oh, oh no. Uh, um
1: Tom Waits is who Tom I'm trying Waits. to think Tom of. Tom Waits. Tom yeah. Waits, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I think I thought of it the exact same second. It's Tom Waits.
1: Yeah. For sure. You could yeah, you, you could go on tour as a Tom Waits impersonator. <laughs> I don't know if I got his chops.
0: <laughs> You're closer.
1: Yeah. And I wonder, like I know that for example, um Bob Dylan. Was a a a chain smoker, and he had that kind of voice. And then when he quit smoking, his voice just kind of cleared up.
0: Wow! And then he
1: started like recording songs that were just like instead of being about the the poetry of the words, they were just about like the beauty of the sound of his voice because he was mm. so obsessed with it.
0: <laughs> oh, so interesting. That is yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, dude's still alive. He's like eighty something. Yeah, he's an yep. old man. Are we ready for another topic?
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's do another topic.
1: Uh, for this topic, we're going to be reading this poem. Uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a stab at pronouncing this. Insomnolence by Charles Rafferty. Uh, would one of you like to read this poem, or shall I? Uh, go for it.
0: Yeah, you go for it.
1: Okay. I navigate the dark house by moving from the green star of the smoke detector to the blue star of the electric toothbrush. I'm no different than Magellan or Marco Polo. I am guided by what burns. Some nights I step onto the back porch. The prow of it charges the blackness, while the stars above me sharpen and blur. Inside, I harbor the ache of what is no longer possible.
0: Dang, that's awesome. Very nice.
1: It's very poetic. These poets are good at writing in a poetic way.
0: <laughs> they are.
2: I find it interesting that it's it's sort of almost written like prose, but it does read like poetry. Like it's not it's not written in in sort of. Right. In verse, like it's just like, t- it's all just sort of on one line, basically.
1: Right. Yeah. This Well, this is something I decided after, after doing, you know, poems every episode for like six months. My personal like, uh, criterion for what makes a poem <laughs> is that it does something interesting with line breaks. Mm-hmm. And yes. And this does not. So this is just, this is just prose according to, according to <laughs> my, uh, categorization method.
2: Well, it's cool because it, it really does feel like poetry. Like it reads like poetry when you read
1: it out loud. It is written in with the same care of con, of like construction and word choice yeah, that yeah. a poet that a poem is, even though it's not a poem, which is why it's on poets.org. Yeah. yeah slash, sure. poem.
2: Right,
0: <laughs> slash poem.
1: Right. It was the poem
0: it was the poem of the day um recently.
1: All right, it's a poem. Fine. It's- <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, that doesn't mean they get to decide. Like-
2: well, it just means that now Jim has to come up with a new oper- operationalization for what a poem is.
1: Yeah. No, I need to turn <laughs> this uh, this poet into the city for <laughs> writing the wrong <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, we got to get after Charles Rafferty. Can't can't be writing poetry without uh, interesting line breaks.
0: Yep. <laughs> that was all you had to do. Yeah. Um, But part of what I liked about this one was I feel like I've definitely been in that position before when maybe, especially that part where you're like, maybe, maybe standing on your porch and, or maybe you're out camping and you, you like kind of look out in the distance and can almost imagine you're, and yeah, I like that description of like, they're on the prow of a boat looking off into the darkness.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I sometimes feel that way like at, at night yeah in the woods like i feel sometimes like connected with people from the past in a way that it feels very magical like when you're outside in the woods if you can be in a place where there's nothing really around you that is modern then you can sort of be like i may as well be a, a person a thousand years ago outside in this place right Like. I could have been standing here a thousand years ago, experiencing exactly what I'm experiencing right now, and it would have just been exactly like this, yeah, which I find really incredible, like that that's this little connection
1: well the the person a thousand years ago wouldn't have wish it wouldn't be wishing they were just playing Breath of the Wild instead that's true <laughs> but they'd be playing
2: the real breath of the wild
1: that's right
2: they'd be out hunting bokoblins which as we all know are now extinct
1: yes or yeah, hunted
2: hunted to extinction
1: no longer available to us yeah that's why we can't upgrade our our armor anymore it's because we can't get true. the bokoblin tooth <laughs> that's, that's just that's literally history
0: Um, But I like that they they have, you know, these elements of uh, obviously just like normal modern day, like the the lights that are in their house at night.
1: Yeah. Instead of instead of the stars, they have the, the smoke detector,
0: the electric toothbrush. But I feel like and you are like you do kind of navigate your home in a different way in the dark. And I think sometimes actually so maybe this is kind of like a magic of nighttime Maybe deep nighttime in general, mm-hmm. but, you know, maybe the dog, maybe I'm like sleepy and the dogs have to go out and I really was asleep, but now I have to navigate through the house. And, but sometimes I'll take that opportunity to enjoy, like kind of looking out into the, into the sky dreamily and, Im- you know, have letting my imagination kind of wander. So maybe there's that element too, of kind of the, that magic that can exist.
1: Yeah. Are we are uh, ready for another topic? I am. Yeah. So, Mark, you've atop- You've adopted this write-in topic from, gosh, it was probably from like two years ago. Vile asks, buying mysterious items that aren't labeled in a language you speak from the Asian supermarket because the picture on the front looks good. Then, choosing whether to roll the dice by putting them in your dinner or keep them in the back of the cupboard until you move house and throw them away. <laughs>
2: And so I I love this I love this writing topic because I feel I, we certainly know this this oh, phenom- yes. this phenomenon we've experienced this many times so I feel like many people have I I feel like this could almost be a podcast of its own
1: you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah
2: go to the cultural grocery store that is of a culture that is not yours
1: every week you have the new ingredient that you have to figure out how to use or give up on
2: yeah you find some weird ingredient you buy it just without knowing you take it home and then you got to do, do a bunch of research, figure out what it is, hopefully figure out what it tastes like and figure out how to, how to cook something with it. And then everybody comes back and the podcast is you discuss, you discuss what you made and what you found and whether or not it was good and you could recommend it to other people. And I think that would be, that'd be really fun. Um, But we've also done the thing where you, where you forget it. Um, I think Mm. we had some like bean paste,
0: Oh, no, right. I know.
2: And we had that bean paste forever because I think we were just like didn't know how to use it, which is a shame because we use weird ingredients all the time and are quite adventurous eaters. It really is. No, there's no real good reason why we didn't end up using it.
0: I think if we received that bean paste today, it would have gone into a dish immediately.
2: That's probably true.
0: But we weren't in that place. I don't know.
2: R.I.P. That that. (laughs) that chinese bean paste
0: ah uh, wasteful yeah but the the gamble is fun though when you're at the yeah. store and you're like i'm gonna get this and yeah let's see what happens
2: one of my favorite things to get at the there we i don't know if do you guys have h mart out there do y'all have no, H Mart? That,
0: that, does, that
1: does not ring a bell
2: uh, it's like a korean grocery store i've seen them in like we have them in philly they have them in new york i've seen them in boston maybe it's just an east coast thing it's like yeah it's a korean grocery store no
1: they're they're here they're here in the bay area i just haven't seen Oh, one.
2: sick oh cool yeah you should check it out because they're usually pretty big like they're usually large it's like really quite a large grocery store that's sort of like a lot of times like little asian grocery stores tend to be or like asian groceries tend to be pretty small um i think and and h-marts are big they're like Big old grocery stores, and they're they have like a you know, usually they'll have like a real big seafood department, but it's got like a bunch of cool shit in it, like like gooey duck and you know, all kinds of different fish, you know, whole fish head on. You don't typically see that in in like American style grocery stores, like you know, all just all kinds of cool stuff, you know, fish balls and and all kinds of neat stuff. But yeah, so we go to the H Mart, I like get I like going to the dumpling section, they always have like a ton of frozen dumplings and i just like buying like three or four bags of just random dumplings all in korean i have no idea what's inside them you know and then we go home and just have a little have a little tasting and try a bunch of different dumplings make some little sauces little dipping sauces that's just a delight
1: that sounds good
2: culinary delight yeah they'll usually have like durian uh at the h mart Typically, they'll have like frozen durian in mm-hmm. a special, in a special sealed like freezer that just has the durian. Is nothing. Yeah, in so it.
1: so no one has to deal with that shit. Yeah. Yeah,
2: there's like nothing but durian. It's like a small, it's like a tiny little freezer that only has durian in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like frozen.
1: And they have one employee that deals with it, and no one ever <laughs> looks at him.
2: <laughs> yeah. The durian handler. <laughs> the durian guy.
1: <laughs> oh man, go get Mike. Somebody wants a fucking durian. He he goes home every night and tries to take a shower, but the smell won't come off. Oh. <laughs> his wife divorced him.
2: He's haunted. He's haunted by the smell of durian. It's not that bad.
1: No, it's not. I had a durian smoothie once, mm. and it was it tasted like I was dr- drinking a gas leak.
0: Mm. Mm. That sounds
1: right. Yeah,
0: I really wanted to find some from like a like fresh from um. Like a market when we were in Thailand, and I was so disappointed. I couldn't find it anywhere. I think it was just bad Even luck. Like Thai
2: people are like.
0: Uh. I think it was just fully bad luck. I mean, they had like durian popsicles and stuff, but for some reason, I had this idea that like, no, I wanted to get it from like a market. I don't know. I don't know what I was.
2: Well, like a banana flavored thing is not the same as a banana, That's right? Like true. it's yeah. really different. So I think I think it makes sense. You want to try the real deal before you. Like, dude, jackfruit, I had a, I had, so I've had jackfruit many times in like sort of very hipstery, like gastro pubs made into crab cake, you know, crab cakes and stuff. Like I've had jackfruit used as a crab or pulled meat alternative so many times. I've never just like had a piece of jackfruit, you know, Mm -hmm. and my coworker brought jackfruit in to work and. She was like, oh, Yo, I was like, man, what on earth is that? She's like, oh, it's jackfruit. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't realize that that's what it looked like. And she was like, well, what you've probably only ever had is underripe jackfruit. Whoa. Because if you use it, yeah. So if you use it for shredding apart to make like a meat substitute type thing, you use jackfruit that is unripe. And that's why it shreds apart like that. Um, because you're really only getting it for its texture. It doesn't taste like anything when it's underripe. It just shreds apart. And then that texture is like a thing that people want for meat meat substitutions.
1: Interesting. But if
2: you, but if you actually are going to eat jackfruit to have a tasty treat, you're going to eat it when it's ripe. And it actually has like a flavor. It's super good. And it is not stringy at all. It is a delicious, soft, almost creamy texture. It's crazy good. And I just was like, had my mind blown. I'm like I was like, I can't even believe this is a thing <laughs> that I didn't, I, mean, I had no idea about. Yeah. yeah, it was like soft and sweet, and it was
1: really good.
0: Jim, have you done much risk take? You know, buy buying um, any any foods that you couldn't read the packaging for? Like w-
1: when I started cooking as a hobby a couple of years ago, uh, I re- started receiving gifts of that of that nature. Ooh, and they like I got a, a the the most outrageous one was asafoetida powder oh yeah which that
2: stuff is weird
1: like i i my wife smelled it and she was like no <laughs> and, and i smelled it and like we were outside and like the wind like blew it up my nose no. and then i sneezed and it got like you know how how you can get like like food caught behind your soft palate
2: yeah oh.
1: and that's what happened
2: so then it's it's like dripping into I your had mouth.
1: had like, a post-nasal drip for the rest <laughs> of the day of asafoetida powder. And it was, you know, actually, I didn't mind it. Like, it was kind of like, it's like a floral onion. Yeah. Hmm. But my wife hates onions. So, uh. which is a real bummer when you're, you know, trying to learn to cook.
2: Because. Yeah, onion, onions are pretty ubiquitous in
1: most cultures' food. <laughs> right, but yeah. she just she was like, we can't have this, we can't have this stuff in the kitchen, like wow. because we were, we were reading about like how do you how do you cook with asafoetida powder, and they were and everybody is warning you like, don't put it next to anything that you don't want to also smell like asafoetida powder. <laughs>
0: Oh wow!
2: <laughs> We've got some espatita in the kitchen. I haven't noticed it that being that stinky. Okay. I think, but it's also kind of old, so probably we should probably toss it because it probably has lost its punch. is my guess. Right. It depreciates pretty quickly because it's so volatile. Like it, it smell, it's so smelly. So I think it probably, you know, off gasses, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then doesn't really smell or taste like lunch after that. Yeah. That is interesting. Yo, can I put you on to a weird ingredient? Uh, hit me. Can I put you on to an interesting ingredient from Thailand and it's called golden mountain sauce. You know how like pretty much every culture has a like an umami booster, like a brown liquid umami booster? Yeah,
1: yeah. So the the another ingredient that I got, not that out there but I never used it, uh but I did end up incorporating it into a lot of my cooking was oyster sauce.
2: Yeah, yes. oyster sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah sauce is great and that yeah that's totally a a brown umami booster for sure yeah um so like there's a lot of different ones like there's mag like south in like sort of south asian cultures there's this stuff called maggie yeah it's like it comes in a yellow bottle and it's like yeah this brown liquid that just is basically liquid umami and they all kind of have a slightly different flavor profile fish sauce is another is another one that's that's kind of magical fish sauce is really interesting because it's like It's like it smells like death, like it smells so, so (laughs) revolting. And if you taste it on its own, it is truly disgusting. Like it is absolutely like vile to have on its own. Um, And it smells so bad. And so you're like, how can a thing that smells terrible and tastes terrible be something that I would ever want to put into my food? But I'll tell you what. Fish sauce, if you just put a <laughs> tiny little – an amount of fish sauce that you would be like, I would never be able to taste this in the final product, you will. But you won't taste the fish sauce. Your food will just taste better. You know? Like, yeah. It, it's like if you put – it's like anchovies. It's like if you put a small amount of anchovy in something and you get, serve it to someone You know, side by side with the exact same dish that didn't have anchovy, they're going to prefer the anchovy one. Even if they, you know, they're not going to taste anchovy. But they're going to yeah. be like, that's just better.
1: I'm scared of fish sauce specifically mm. because – I love Thai food and I know (laughs) Thai food has a lot of fish sauce in it and i'm scared i'm going to like make the connection and suddenly i'll think thai food is disgusting too
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. no way no way cuz i've dude, i've like well me that could ha- i'm not going to say it's impossible that, that would happen but <laughs> but my guess is that it that would not happen because i because i i've done like fish sauce tastings where like we bought like four different fish sauces and i was like which is the one that's like the best one you know cuz yeah. there's lots of different lots of different you know vietnamese fish sauce thai fish sauce um, you know, they all have kind of different regional variations and within, but, you know, there's also like sub variations of Chinese fish sauce. And like, so having tasted quite a few fish sauces straight, which all of them are bad to taste straight, they are all gross. But then like, once you're doing it in a lineup, it's like, oh, that tastes different. And you start to be able to be like, well, actually, so this one tastes one way and this one tastes another way. And, you know, I, I think we actually did get some pretty good information out of that, out of that tasting. It wasn't just like, these are all garbage. That golden lion sauce, that's the shit. Golden lion fish sauce is really good. Or three or three crabs. Yeah,
0: three crabs, three crabs is yeah, awesome.
2: Three crabs also very, or excuse me, not golden lion. Uh, Lion, some, some other kind of lion. What's the lion one? There's a lion one, but I think you're right. I think three crabs was really the one that's like, it's the three crabs. It was crazy. Is it three lions also? No, <laughs> that can't be it. That sounds crazy.
0: Flying lion. Flying
2: lion, that's it. It's the flying lion and the three crabs. You got it. But the stuff I'm putting you on to, uh, Jim, is the, is the Golden Mountain Sauce. Right. Is Try to try to find some Golden Mountain Sauce. It is from Thailand. I think it's only made by one company. I think it's really just this one thing. comes in a bottle, usually a plastic bottle or maybe a small – I think the smaller ones are a glass bottle um, with like a green and yellow label. And it is such an interesting sauce. It's like soy sauce. I mean, I think it basically is a type of soy sauce, but it's like flavored with some something. I don't know what, I don't know what, I, I couldn't tell you what's in it. I have no idea, but it's a pretty ubiquitous Thai seasoning sauce that you can put on all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, you can put it in your stir fry is a, is a very strong recommendation. Sprinkle a little bit on rice. I mean, use very, very sparingly. It's kind of like fish sauce in yeah. that it, t- just a little dabble do you. It really does not take much. You can put a tiny little sprinkle and mix it up in the rice and it's delicious. But use too much, and it'll be it'll be very strong. Um, but I think it's a great ingredient. I really like it.
1: Yeah, I'll check it out.
2: Sometimes I'll just put a couple of little drips, you know, like in a in a breakfast burrito, in
1: a glass of water. That's the way. And then you just drink it like
2: a, like a tonic. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's a, that's a bad idea.
0: <laughs> but I do think like you can find things you really like by. Taking a chance on something that looks cool on the package.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think we found many favorite favorites that way that we return to.
1: You just have to learn what serving suggest how to say serving suggestion in all the different Asian languages, (laughs) So, so you know what the picture is, what you're looking at.
2: Yeah, and finding like and vegetables is always tough because sometimes sometimes at the Asian grocery the vegetables are really counterintuitive, you know, like they're they're or it's like they were a lot, a lot of times like they will require quite a specific process in order for them to be like edible, you know, that there's like this whole song and dance you have to do to get the product into a, into a state state where it's actually, it'll be like, it'll be like extremely fibrous unless you, you know, boil it or smash it or, Sig in this too. It's like, sure sometimes yes. it really does take some, some research. <laughs> it's some Googling. What is this thing? I see that occasionally on Reddit. Someone will be like, what's this thing I got at the Asian grocery store? I was
1: like, yeah, I've
2: been there. I know this. I know this move.
1: Uh, that's all the time we have for Topic Lords. Awesome. Uh, Mark, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet?
2: Oh, man, don't find me on the internet. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I'm cool. I I I'm actually perfectly happy to uh, to just admire uh, your listeners from from uh, from here from afar.
1: Yeah, where <laughs> you never have to see their faces.
2: That's <laughs> true, but I love them. I love them all.
1: Oh, me too. Uh, very much. Every single one of them, even the problematic ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I appreciate them. I appreciate them. Yeah, very much.
1: Everybody's doing their best. It's yeah, true.
0: Yeah.
2: Can I can I plug another band? Go for it. Is that allowed? Yeah, it, why not? Am, why I not? Pushing, am I pushing I know decadent? Um, so there's another there's another band called Throne of Iron. And if you are an enjoyer of D uh and heavy metal music, and you want to listen to some heavy metal music about D D that's Dungeons and Dragons, you should listen to some Throne of Iron. They're from Bloomington, Indiana. You can get them on Bandcamp, throne of Iron They got a couple of albums uh their new john just came out it's called uh side quest dungeon crawl it's a split uh it's fantastic they've also got um like adventure one uh is, I think their first album was called adventure one they got all kinds of cool stuff it's really really good um really uh if you're into like uh manila road um or if you're into like any kind of real sword swinging heavy metal uh i bet you like throne of iron they're fantastic
1: Surely, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Uh, People can't find me on the internet. However, I encourage you all to find yourselves on the internet (laughs) and in life. Good luck to you. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) I love you all.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for being on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for
0: having us. We love it.
1: Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the topic bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com, and you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com/slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.